Hey everybody, welcome back to The Producers. This week we have Katie Holcomb. Katie Holcomb is wonderful. I've mentioned her plenty of times. If not, probably should have mentioned her more. Um, she joins me. We we chat. I kind of I went a little host mode. I kind of got more of a backstory than normal. But I was honestly, I just wanted to know uh, more about. Because, you know, you don't really think to ask that in day to day. Plugs, plugs, plugs. Uh, KatieHolcomb.com should be live. If not coming up, go check it out. Um, I don't even know what's going to be on there. Uh, typical plugs, rvacomedy.com, classes, I believe you can still sign up. We talked like you can if there's still space. Um, so go sign up for classes. They're, I've, again, they've changed my life, so who knows? You could become a comedy nerd like me. Uh, at RVA Comedy on social media, there's a hashtag, hashtag RVA Comedy. Um, producerscast at gmail.com, producerscast.com, at producerscast on social media. I have to remember to take a picture with Katie because I forgot. Whoops. Hopefully I did that. Hopefully there was a picture to go with this. I'll see her again. Um, yeah. I've been getting through these intros a lot quicker. I think I had a couple long ones and I just decided I didn't really want to uh, to fuck with it more than I normally do. Uh, so, yeah. Here's the episode. Doesn't make sense now. Shit just got real, things are getting intense now I hear you talking about we a lot, oh you speak French now Giving me the sign so I gotta take a hint now I hit you up like, do you wanna hang right now? On the east side and you know I'm with the gang right now do I own a watch? Do I know what time it is right now? Yeah. It's after 2 a.m. and that's asking a lot of you right now. All she talk about is coming to me. Hi, boys. Hi, boys. You're a celebrity. Yes. Ooh, look at this setup. Oh. Well, I'm I'm glad that you had a had a good relaxing start to your day then. Oh yeah, so I like had my coffee and like Minecraft music came on. And have you listened to Minecraft music? No. So relaxing. No. Because it's meant to be on it's like it's like video game music. It's meant to be on in the background. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is nice. Oh, that's nice. I never got into Minecraft. I know that like that's a huge thing that people are into, but I'm just like not aware at all of it. I'm just like I just know that I've seen like kids Halloween costumes that look like block people. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it was similar to the crazes of like Pokemon Go and like Fortnite now. Like everyone's What is Fortnite? Games. Fortnite is a game it's like a battle royale game where uh it's a group of hundred people are on an island. And last man standing wins, basically. Oh. And you can do play alone, part team of two, team of four. And it's just like, the, the con, I guess the thing is like, it's bringing back like, having fun with your friends instead of just like, playing oh, a game to play a game. Oh, I like that concept. Yeah. I, uh, I love that game. It's a fun game. Um, I've seen, uh, the only, the only thing I've seen about it is like, people posting memes about posting about Fortnite. <laughs> And I'm like, that's, I'm so out of touch. Like, uh, 
<laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, uh, no one cares about when you post that you won a game or something? Exactly. Like that? yeah, That's, no like, the only thing that I've seen at all is, like, people being like, nobody cares about your Fortnite <laughs> thing. Yeah. Like, what is this? Yeah, I posted a couple wins the other day, and then one of my friends who also played sent me it's one of those. I'm just like, you know, I don't care. I care. Because it's, it's hard to win that game. You know what? Let people like things. <laughs> let me be happy. Let me post my victories. Right? Like, just let people enjoy the things they enjoy. Ugh. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, I'm sure you've seen, like, when the Super Bowl <laughs> happens, everybody's always like, sports ball. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> and it's like, shh. This is- let people like the things they like. <laughs> Yeah, no one, no one, I don't think I've ever seen someone shit on the puppy bowl. How could you? I mean, I agree, but also like... It's a gift from heaven above. I, of course I never watched it, because I was watching the Super Bowl. Oh my god. Big sports fan. Big sports, big sports fan. Yeah, oh, oh, hey, how about that? I have decorative football helmets in wow. my room. Wow, you truly are a sports fan. Like, this is very, um, <laughs> when I think of like... A guy's room. This is this is like a guy's room. This is like a. I I I. I most people have been very complimentary. I feel like my room is like a teenager's room. <laughs> like I never grew up, and I just still decorate like I'm like I'm seventeen. Oh, that's so cute. You like still have all the same interests and everything. Pretty much. I mean, it's mostly. Uh, well, the flags are new, but like flags, football. Guitar stuff. Um, what is this board? What, <clears throat> are, what are these uh, fantasy scores? No, so that's the NFL. Those are records of the teams. Oh, okay. Had, that's from last season. I have. I, I, it's a long story. Actually, it's funny because Jim and I talked about it. Um, that was the. Have you listened to the show before? Uh, I have listened to a few episodes. Okay, so you know how the show ends then. Um, Did you ever make it to an end? Oh, yeah. Do you make people look around your room or something? Pick a weird thing. Yeah. That was Jim's. He's like, why do you have that? It's 2018. You can just look up the scores or the the (laughs) records. I'm like, I looked the analog of it. But but then, like, my explanation kind of furthered, like, well, I would have to look online to to get them. I don't know. It was just fun to kind of have it up. Why um, not? Yeah. If that makes you happy to look at. Yeah. That's fine. Although, I would also forget a lot, so, like, it would just be unupdated for, like, four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, I guess, uh, I guess there are a lot of sports things. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I just, do, yeah. I, I like the concept of kind of being hugged by your room. Mm, and I'm not, I enjoy that. I'm not artsy-fartsy enough to, like, have, like, a like a catalog kind of room. Mm. So like, I just kind of throw out the things like my, my brothers painted those two paintings. And oh, cute. Yeah. They were pretty young. Yeah. That one. And that, let me yeah, yeah. silence that. Rude. <laughs> and you can, you can put your phone in water on my desk. So you can oh, okay. Drink. And if anything important happens. Okay. Sorry. I'm just, God, I'm so like in so, demand all the time. Of course. 100%. It's not just the fact that <laughs> you are you, like you also are in charge of a lot of important things. Uh, so I am. I'm committed because every time I have someone from the theater on, it, we talk about improv, and of course yes. I love talking about improv. But I am committed to getting as much non-improv out of you as possible. Oh, I appreciate that because I'm so much more than improv. Exactly. I am such a whole, complete person. And the, and the worst thing, <laughs> but the best thing is I don't know about probably most of it. So yeah. We get, so we, we everyone gets to find out now. Oh my gosh! This is like Katie Holcomb behind <laughs> behind the characters. It's like take the mask off, <laughs> take the and here I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> okay, so I, the one thing I do know is, because you mentioned it once, that you have acted in commercials or something like that. You have an agent. Oh, yeah, definitely. I love to say that because it sounds, like, so pretentious. Yeah, I know it's what like, you mean. Mm, I'm, I'm represented. I have an agent. Uh, please send all requests through my agent. Thank you. <laughs> um, I need to make sure I get a good rate. Um, but, no, I mean, um, yeah, I've done a few, like, commercials and things like that through Model Logic, um, who they're great friends of the theater as well. Like, super supportive. All the women that work there are just, like, fantastic people. And they come out and see our shows. And especially, like, the RVA Tonight shows, they come out and support. And they just, like, they love us. We love them. But, yeah, um, I've been on, like, a few commercial shoots. I find that, like, I, um, I'm still really nervous when it comes to, like, auditioning for, like, film and commercials and stuff like that. I think I bomb auditions still. I just don't have enough practice at it, and it's something that, like, I get really in my head nervous about. It's definitely, like, outside of my comfort zone. I can see that. Yeah. So, like, there's some people that I know that just, like, kill it. And get everything they go out for. And I'm just like, ah, hi, I'm normal person coming in. <laughs> That's, I think the, the, the typical answer to that is like, you're just, maybe like you're approaching it in a way that you think they want something. But like, you're like, yeah. just, just be you, like you're great. I know. That, that's why I was, I'm, I'm surprised because it's like, it just seems like you would be the kind of person who would crush it and get anything they wanted. I think when I'm in my comfort zone, I'm fine. But like... I'm just, like, out of my comfort zone in that environment because mm-hmm. it's very, like, auditions feel very, like, sterile. You're in, like, a, a little room with, like, a camera and, like, two people sitting and looking at you. I've seen, like, 40 other people probably. Yes. You're, like, seeing the people in the waiting room. And I feel like there's always that game of being, like, super social and friendly and, like, oh, hi. Like, oh, hi, so-and-so. I know you. Oh, <laughs> And, like, I'm just, like, uh, I'm such a, like, I'm such, I, I have imposter syndrome so bad yeah. of, like, what am I even doing here? Oh, yeah. Like, why? I don't deserve this. Everyone's going to find out that I'm just, like, uh, I've been faking it this whole time. So, everybody else. <laughs> yeah, that's what Gerard, exactly. That's what Gerard told me when I was, like, uh, past auditions. He's, like, oh, it's just imposter syndrome. Everybody ha- everyone <clears> has <throat> it. Everyone's, like, so concerned. Because, like... When you live with yourself, you have to, like, see all parts of yourself, and you're like, yug, I'm so sick of myself sometimes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, jeez. And then, yeah, you see everyone's highlight reel, or whatever, like, social media and all that stuff. Right? It's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so is that something that you've wanted to do for a long time? Is that something you kind of, like, a dream, or, like, is that just something fun? Like, what, what, where does that stand with, like, what you want, I guess? I think what I realized that I love doing is I love performing comedy and writing. And, like, now I'm at a point in my life where besides, like, 
directing the theater, being the artistic director of the theater and managing all my like wonderful people there. The things that I want to focus on are like getting really, really good at like all forms of performing comedy and like specifically beef up like my writing because I'm like in love with writing sketch comedy and I would love to like develop my skills to the point where I can put together like a packet and actually start like putting my writing out there and shopping it around and like I don't know just like writing for whatever yeah like the dream would be like I would love to write for a show or something like that that would be so cool to be in like an actual writer's room that would be but you'd you'd be awesome I do a theater where you can take sketch classes oh really where's that I'll I'll tell you later (laughs) Um, I've always because like uh I mean, most podcasts that I've listened to feature people who have, like, written on shows before. Definitely. And, like, that does sound really cool and, like, something I totally see you doing. I look up to those people so much. Like, I'm such, like, a fangirl over all the podcasts who have, like, the people who are improvisers and writers on. And I'm just like, oh, you're doing what I want to do. You're so good. Okay, so so have you... I don't want, to, I don't want this to turn into, like, a... Why haven't you, like... <laughs> But, like, what? when's the last time you, like, wrote a sketch? Um, probably when I had to for a show. So I feel like I would just, like, die watching all your sketch, any sketch you put on. Dude, you know what I um, have been thinking about doing recently is actually, because I've been working on some, like, one-person stuff, and I would love to put together just, like, a one-person show and just do a bunch of characters, because I love doing characters so much, and I would love to just, like, slip into some fun people and just, like, go for it. I think that'd be super fun. But, like, to answer your question of, like, why not... I think that, like, I have a, um, I, I, I love other people, and, like, I think I have a hard time making time for the things I want to do personally, because I'm, like, I want to see other people succeed, too, and, like, that's kind of, like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess being the artistic director of a theater where there's, I would say, at least a hundred people who are trying to, like, do stuff and yeah, like, never succeed, that does take up a lot of your time. Yeah, because, like, I have been doing improv and comedy for, oh, my God, like, 16 years? 16 I started when I was, like, 14. You're 30? 31. I had no idea. I'm old. I'm an an old lady. Your Twitter bio is one of my favorite things ever. (laughs) 30-something. I didn't didn't buy it. I thought it was just just a joke. Yeah, I'm... No, that's me. I'm actually in my 30s. And a couple raccoons? I'm just a few... I am literally three raccoons just disguised as a person. Like, you could unzip me, and I'll just, like, (laughs) pop out, like, and do that little (laughs) hand thing they do. Mm, Gimme, 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 gimme. Um, So what... What what are some... (laughs) What are some, like, other, like... Because I'm assuming that during the first years of the theater was when you got to do most of, like... Mostly put on shows instead of like definitely, yeah. Like when it first started, so we started um, back then. It was called the Richmond Comedy Coalition, mm-hmm. the RCC, and that was in like 2009. And back then, we were like just doing shows at um, this place called Art Six, which is like a block from the theater. 
And then we moved to like Gallery 5 and we're doing monthly and twice monthly shows there. So back in those days, there were like a dozen or less of us. So we were doing like all the shows, Mm -hmm. if you can imagine. So yeah, it was like very much so like a very tight core of us that were just performing all the time. I'm assuming it was mostly improv. Yeah, we actually like when we started, though, our idea was like, let's make long form improv like the the headlining act. Let's make that the focus. But also let's um, bring in people that do like either sketch or stand up and like have them open the shows. Mm. And like part of that was we want to like show all forms of comedy. And then another thing that was good about it is like people know what sketch and what stand-up are and they're like they have a good association with it where improv like especially in richmond um like if people like either people don't know what it is or they have sort of this association with it where they think it's kind of like corny or hokey or like you know la-di-da and it's like no it's cool it's Mm -hmm. awesome but it's like showing them the stuff they're comfortable with is like a foot in the door to show them this stuff that they don't know they like yet too. And then they're laughing and then the stuff. Okay, cool. I guess I should go back further. You said you started doing things when you were 14. What was the mm-hmm. first, I don't know how I want to phrase this question. Like first, like I don't say artsy producer thing, but like what was the first th- notable thing? Um, well, I started when I was 14, I started doing comedy sports here. Yeah, in Richmond. <clears throat> Richmond I, I grew up here. Okay. Yeah. Born and raised. <laughs> okay, so you started with comedy sports at 14. I did. I was in their, like, high school league, um, like, that permutation of it at that time. And uh, it's funny, um, that's where I met Matt Newman. We were both, like, high school comedy sports performers together. Wow. Yeah. So we go way back. Bo Cribs too. Wow, really? Of RVA Tonight with Bo Cribs. He was in there for a little while. So you look under 30. He looks way over 30. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Shot fired. <laughs> Bo, come on the show. <laughs> Don't um, at me, Bo. <laughs> Don't at me, Bo. <laughs> okay, so I didn't, I didn't know that, definitely. I guess I never really thought of the beginnings before the beginnings. Right. Because I was so, so trying to wrap my head around the beginnings of the theater. Such a rich history of funny people in Richmond that have been, like, being funny for a long time. Yeah. Okay, so you started at Comedy Sports. Yes, that's where I, like, officially... Well, actually, back up before that, um, I think, like, the year before that, I took this, like, kind of, like, one-off a few week long improv class through Glen Glen Allen Cultural Arts Center and what's wild is Amy Berlin taught that and Amy Berlin um, is she's been a coalition performer before she does comedy sports but like um, it's just funny because like she was actually my first introduction to improv she's the very first person that taught improv and then to have her like come back and be part of the theater is just like um my mind is blown by how everything circles around like that so um yeah so I took a class with her and fell in love with improv and then comedy sports I found out about shortly after that and they were having auditions 
And my mom, like, read about it in the paper, because you read about things in the paper back then. 2002. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, like, was it 2000? Around there. Um, yeah, it was, like, around 2000, because I remember 9-11 happened when I was in comedy sports. Oh, really? <laughs> you were there when it happened? <laughs> oh, not, not, like, physically in it, but I remember, like... Actually, like, I was supposed to have comedy sports practice that night, and, like, um, back then we had, like, a phone tree, and so, like, um, it happened that day, and um, I remember the person that was, like, in charge of organizing practice that night, like, called around to everybody and, like, left messages being like, hey, you know, 9-11 just happened, I know... Uh, nobody has to come to practice if they're not feeling like it, but if you want the opportunity to come and, like, be together and laugh or whatever, like, you know, you can still come. We'll be here. I, I, I think that's the appropriate way. Right? Like, if you need, if you need this, like, let's see if we can be together. Yeah. 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 Okay. Also, um, first 9-11 mention, mention on the, on the podcast. I'm so time. sorry. <laughs> Well, that that's gone. That was the one good thing we had. Sorry, everyone. I just used it as a marker in time. <laughs> I think most people did that. Now. I'm like, oh yeah, nine eleven happened here, so I was. <laughs> oh boy, lucky number thirty-four. Oh boy, what else hasn't been mentioned that I can just mention all the terrible things? Here I go. I'm like, I'm gonna be like the worst. <laughs> Uh, 4chan poster and <laughs> just do all the things. Yeah, just slip them in later. We're good. We'll get to World War Two. We'll get to all the good we'll stuff. Get, we'll get there. <laughs> We're just warming up, buddy. All right, so comedy sports, how long did that go for? Um, I was in comedy sports <clears throat> all through high school. Um, and then uh, I went to college. I left for college after high school. I went to George Mason. Um, you said after college? Oh, after high school, you went to George Mason. College? Yeah, after high school, I went to college. So I, I left Richmond for a while and stopped doing. Um, I really wasn't doing any like performing or comedy while I was there. Um, Sorry, I, I know this is. I'm trying to find the comedy sports Richmond because I, I realized I saw something <laughs> the other day that I wanted to send to you and I didn't. Just so everybody at home knows, Jonathan <laughs> is like sneakily on his phone right now. Not even sneakily. Just like typing in front of me as I'm like telling him my life story. Hey, I did manage to break uh, to ask a question. What is their Twitter? Uh, should just be, I bet it's like CSZ RVA. There it is. So they're. Um, their bio. Have you read their bio recently? No. We make stuff up. Richmond's only improv theater. Oh, guys. <laughs> I love you guys. Why'd you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Making RBA laugh since 1996. Oh. Come on, you guys. What about the coalition? They should say the first theater. First. They there should do that. Go. That would be appropriate. Yeah. I, uh... Hey, so, no hate towards them. No, I, I love everybody. But that maybe they just haven't changed since Twitter first came out. Probably, hopefully. Oh God, yeah. That was, that, that, that there was like a, so what? Theater opened 2011. Twitter's been around since like 2008 ish. Yeah. So maybe they just threw it up in there and they're just like done and done. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Once once you said it, you can't change it. Yeah. It's so like yeah, it's done. I mean, as someone who started in 1996, they might think. 
Okay, that's all I wanted. That's, I, I was like, before I forget, I need to. Normally, I don't phone. Okay. I love that. That's great. So when you went to college, did you like join like a troop there, I guess? No. Like, I really regret not seeking out like more opportunities to perform in college because like I actually didn't I didn't finish college. You didn't. I went for two years and then decided that like I really hated I I loved school and I did really well at school and I was really enjoying what I was studying, but like I was also feeling like the pressure of not having a job and making money and being like a productive member of society. And I missed home, too. Yeah. So, like, I made the choice to come back to Richmond and just kind of, like, figure out what I wanted to do. Because I was like, man, I'm college is... I, I just... I worry all the time. Yeah. So, just, like, the worry of, like, I'm going to have all this student debt and, like, I'm in the arts. Because I was, I was studying photography. Um. I was like, I'm in the arts. Is this really going to lead to, like, a career where I'm going to be able to, like, make a lot of money? Ugh, what should I do? So I was like, I'm just going to go home for a little while. And then I just stayed here because I, like, found a good groove for myself. Yeah. So. I can't I can't relate harder to the idea of, like, really feeling the pressure to, like, contribute to society. Because I was in school, I worked full time. And, I mean, I wasn't really contributing. But that pressure of, like, I'm, I work at a restaurant. What am I doing? But I'm also 22, like, yeah. who cares? Yeah, that was huge, and it was a huge stress. I still have that stress to this day. I'm just like, what am I doing? I'm Absolutely. doing data entry, or I'm doing auto finance. There's nothing wrong with that. There's honor in all work is a thing that, like, I've had to really accept for myself. Because, like, I guess everyone has, like, well, you know, and our parents put so much pressure on us to, like... Mm-hmm be perfect and, like, go to college, follow this, like, one particular path Mm -hmm. that, like, will, like, surely lead to success. And that didn't work out for a lot of people. And so now we're, like, we've been told all our lives it was supposed to be one way. But it's not that way, realistically. Anymore, especially. So we have to, like, be happy with, like, with our lives. I've also made the conscious effort I make a conscious effort to like be happy with my personal pursuits. Yeah. Like, what I do, like work is work, which is fine. Like I want to, <clears throat> obviously, I want to be helpful. I don't want to like work for something shady. Right. So that's why I like my job because it's like I work with situations that they have, um, and I'm not like trying to like force someone to do anything like that. But like I do my job, and then I focus on like I do the show, and then I do you know, improv and like play music. Like all those things are so much fun. And, so rewarding and yeah, and that's they, what I they get on. to be fun exactly because they're not like tangled up in a lot of other like obligation and stuff like that. So yeah, I can totally relate to everything uh, that thing. Yes, absolutely. So so and also I can also relate to the first time I ever did any kind of theater was at the Coalition, <gasps> and like I oh my god regret so much not doing it in high school. I remember watching my friend; he was in a he was a star of a play, and I remember watching his play and being like. Why the fuck am I not doing this? I could I could totally do better than him, man. No, 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 not even like that. Like, man, he's <laughs> up there just like phoning it the fuck in. He, he, he is doing nothing up there. <laughs> they need me. Bush number three is not even a bush. <laughs> nothing to prepare. Amateur hour. But like, yeah, I just remember because he no, he crushed it. It was he was I'm sure he, he did. Matt, Matt Castles. He is 
he was brilliant. And I was just like, that looks like so much fun. And I just like loved it. And I was like, I want to do that. And I never Aww. did it. And then, uh, <clears throat> yeah. And then I just found this. And I'm like, oh yeah, I wanted to do this forever. I'm so happy that like you found an outlet that was like something that you genuinely enjoy and like always wanted to try. And like, it's never too late to start and be good at something you can, you and can, like you get can, good at something. You can't say that enough times. Like it's yeah. never too late to do things. Absolutely. It, it's, it's funny. Cause I was like, I was talking to my girlfriend about like how I didn't want to like do what I'm about to do. Yeah. Also didn't want to talk about improv, but like, it's just crazy how good the theater has been. Like, like legitimately, like the reason I started the show is because I was in like a really dark place, and the I'm sorry. It's, I mean, it's fine. It it was uh, I had it was kind of like a, I just got out of this really serious relationship. Mm. Do that. Look under that. No, rub your fingers together. Like this. It's okay. He do, he do what he want. Look at over there. Um, I just I just I just so I graduated in 2016, and then moved to Richmond. And where'd you graduate from again? University of New Orleans. Woo! Yeah, go privateers. Um, I had also like barely graduated. Like I needed to get cert. I needed specific grades or higher to graduate. Oh my no! Last. Yeah, I uh, I did not. I had a I had a, a dip in about year three that was just like not not good. But I graduated. Well, you got the piece of paper that says you finished, yeah. so that's all that matters, that's right? right? And, <laughs> I, and I don't use it. <laughs> it's a sociology degree. Nobody wants it. Oh, that. how fun. I loved it. Love. Yeah, I love what I, I, love what I studied. Um, so, yeah, so I, I moved to Richmond, and, like, I just got a job that I didn't like, Chapalant Lang, and uh, <laughs> I, so I immediately jumped into a relationship, and I just realized that being in college and working full-time, I didn't really have an identity. I didn't have hobbies or anything I liked. Like, I played video mm-hmm. games, which is, like, mm-hmm. a fun thing you can do on the side, I mm-hmm. think. It's not an identity. Right. So I didn't have an identity, and I was, like, really committed to, like, this relationship, and then when I got out of it, I had nothing left. Oh, that's such a bad that's feeling. That's a terrible place. When you don't have any kind of individuality. <clears throat> so then yeah. I started the show, and then... Uh, I, I told the story I think to you before. I went on a date to the coalition. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Got the email, started classes, and then it Bold just move. Yeah, it was her suggestion. The That's great. I love that. And it, it went well, it went better than that one time. Do you remember the the drunk couple in the front of the first date? I sure do. I love that story. Oh my gosh, she <laughs> was so drunk. <laughs> And he was in the bathroom for, like, half the show. So drunk. Yeah, this dude just, like, straight up left her and was, like, I imagine he was in the bathroom just going, like, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> he did the right thing, which was, like, calling her a lift mm-hmm. and putting her in a car and sending her home. Yeah. Which I'm, like, kudos, man. And then he came back in. And he was, like, I'm so sorry. Oh, it was the first day. I would have been, like, good on him because I would have been so mortified in that situation. I would have been, like, I can't. Well, this is burned. I can't ever come back here Blacklist again. Blacklist the theater. Done. Everyone's going to remember me. Don't remember. I, would, I couldn't pick him out of the lineup. No. Same. No. But, uh, golly, I just, the only time I've ever seen somebody in the middle of a set talk to somebody was Matt Newman. And he had to, like, oh, gosh, he handled it. Oh, my, it was just. Oh. He's so good at handling that stuff. And, like, it still makes me nervous when people get out of line in the crowds because I'm like, Oh no, because I have that instinct of like, I don't want to be mean to someone, but then I'm like, wait, but they're being a jerk they're right being, now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, 
But my favorite thing was she kept talking, and you guys were just like, oh, my podcast is on. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't remember what the scene was at all. That sounds I, hilarious. I don't remember what the scene was, but you guys, whenever she talk, like, someone would be like, oh, I my, didn't turn my podcast, and they pull, like, a phone and, like, press pause. Fantastic. It was, it, it worked. Great move, us. <laughs> I just but patted myself on the back, by the way. We heard it. Good. We, we all heard it. So, yeah, so, and then, uh, so went on a date found the theater just exploded to the point where it's just like this is like a main part of my life this Yay. is my this is my ear planner <gasps> oh it's got our sticker my computer has a sticker uh, legit you are an official coalition nerd yeah absolutely 100 percent ah so yeah so it's like you have been i mean obviously everyone there has been so wonderful but you have been like the 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 centerpiece of like wonderful and like helping me uh, cultivate this new part of my identity. Oh my like, god! Loving the theater. Oh, yeah. That's such high praise. Thank it, you. I can't give you the high enough praise. Oh. Um, I won't pull my phone again. But like, we, I was talking uh, to my girlfriend again about like you coming in. Like, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do this. And then like, she was just like, "So this is gonna be such a great episode. She's so great. Like, just buttering your bread. Like, it's gonna be hard not to butter her bread for 60 minutes. Right." Just like, oh, I love this. Just like, tell me how great I am. I'm just going to like sit here for an... Everyone needs to just like sit in a room for an hour and have someone tell them how great they are. Wouldn't the world be a better place? Or add to it. You get a, you get a room and everyone can just come by oh, and like, tell you how great yeah, they are. Yeah, it's like my <laughs> office hours are from one to two. I will be uh, taking visitors to tell me how fantastic I am. Drop by. But what if no one shows up? Right. Because some... Well, then then you know you've got some stuff to work work on. on. That's a very positive way to look at it. You know? And I think that a lot of people can learn from things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you don't get any nice things said about you when you come on the show, you've got some work to do. Like, what's the common denominator here, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So... Theater's so, great. Theater's great. What, yeah, so, okay, so... Okay, where was I? Okay. College. You didn't do anything in college. I didn't do it. You know what's funny is I actually... Um, Bo Cribs and I went to the same college. Okay. <laughs> Floyd Tail. Sorry, that's just so cute. He's the best. Um, He's my best friend. What a good best Sorry, friend. Sorry, other best friends. Yeah, shots fired again. I'm, I'm just shooting. Um, but yeah, like, Bo and I... Like, and a few other people that we went to college with, um, like, briefly tried to get, like, a sketch or an improv thing together, but, like... In in school? In college, yeah, George Mason. But I think we were all just, like, kind of focused on other things, and it just never really materialized into anything. So, that was what it was. Um, But, yeah, I came back to Richmond in, let's see, like, 2006-ish. And, like, picked up doing comedy sports again. And, like, had started doing, like, other projects and stuff, like, with people within comedy sports and, like, exploring long form and different kinds of comedy and stuff like that. Um, And then in 2008-9 was when um, the comedy sports, like, closed its location, um, its first location, and so that's when there was this like hiatus for comedy sports, um, which they're great. They're doing great now. They have a new location. They're thriving um, and they're doing really good. But like at that point, basically, we were kind of like, well, this is a good opportunity to like figure out what we want to do. 
and just kind of like pursue doing some long form and putting on our own shows and just going that direction. Because comedy sports is more short form. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I'm guessing somewhere in the three years was when you worked up to starting the theater or the coalition and the rest is... Yeah, we were like just performing kind of like monthly, um, twice monthly shows for a while. And then it was really like Matt Newman was kind of the impetus for like, hey guys, I have this plan. Like I've done all the, the math uh, and all the boring work, and I think it'd be great if we do this and make this move and open the theater. And so the rest was history. We worked really hard and we got it done. I can't believe that. That's so cool. It is. I think about it and I'm like, I'm like, wow, that is cool. Like that's that's pretty cool to have done in my life is be part of that. Um, I, I find myself being irrationally upset that I couldn't be there from the beginning because I would love to have like. <sighs> put in the work to help get it get it going like I'm I'm, I'm helping out with uh, this other small kind of thing that's trying to start up called Ooh. Orbital Music Park I put them all I've the heard you talk about them yeah tell what exactly is that it's basically if you ask them they're, they're, it's, it's an experiment nice and so the, what they're doing is facilitating uh, musicians who are mostly playing in their bedroom and don't like get out to jam together. So like you Fun. sign up and then they match you up and then they provide a space and like <clears throat> free to go and play for two hours. And it's been another wonderful, wonderful experience for me. And so every time they have an event, I do everything I can to like carry the gear, like facilitate, like jam with them, whatever it is. I'm like I'm there all the, the whole time. That is like such a good idea. That is like in the right spirit. I feel like and like these the people who are doing it, you would love them. They're just like so zen and chill like one of them like I think this to me sets the challenge like one of them lived in Budapest for a bunch of years okay there you go and Mm -hmm. they've been playing music for years they're both in their 40s but like they're just so cool and like yeah, we're just going about it. Like they're opening up a space. Like it's like a nonprofit now, and like that's so exciting. But they're, but they're still like it's just an experiment. We're just having fun. And I'm just like you guys are the best. That is like so great. See, when you have like good people whose hearts are in the right places, and like really genuinely just want to put something good into the world, oh, yeah. you know, great things happen. It's funny because when I moved here, I'm like the first year I was here, I was like I'm not gonna be. Very long, and I found these two giant anchors that are just like keeping me here until that's wild. Like, this is like guaranteed, like, at least three years I'm gonna be here. Wow, who knows what happened after that? But, like, yeah, I found the I found two great things, and it's just like so. Like, I'm happy that I'm here at the beginning, and like thinking about where the theater is now and like how great it is. I'm like, I want to make sure that I can build that kind of community with this. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. yes, which is again one of the great things about you is you built the community. You, you, with the help of your comrades, built a <laughs> giant community. That blows my mind so <clears throat> much. Like, just seeing how many people have gotten involved and, like, latched onto it and really, like, benefited from it is, like... I could die happy knowing that, like, I had a part do- in doing that and, like, helping people find that. You know what I mean? We could, the community could write more words than there are in every Harry Potter book put together about all the benefits, even if we tried to keep it short. It's good to hear that because, like, being the person that's kind of, like... At the top. At the top. You he, you you don't hear 
of course I hear good things. I mean, of course, but like if I, yeah, I hear every bad thing too. So it's like, it's, it's easy to get like bogged down in the negative instead of like focusing on the positive. So I have to remember like, wow, this is like something that's really impacting people and like making their lives better. I wouldn't have met Matthew if not for this. Oh, sweet baby boy, Matthew. Matthew, My, one of my best friends. We're getting a, a house together. You guys? In a month. Oh, that's going to be like just a, that's like a sitcom waiting to happen. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to write down everything we ever say and then we're going to bring it to you and be like, we have a show idea. <laughs> Two guys in a house. It's called We Found Out We Hate Each Other Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's where you slowly drift apart. It took one year. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be like uh, 12 shows. It's going to be a uh, 12 week run, yeah, and each month is going to be a show. It's going to start out like super pumped and then it's going to just delve. You're going to be like, wow, we're going to have the best time. We're going to do all these cool Fast things. Fast forward to week 11. <laughs> and it's like, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> just straight up. No, like, Bill, just like, you're the worst. <sighs> Let this fork in the sink again. God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, just that alone is just like, because Matthew's been Aww. huge as, as a friend. So, like, yeah, you. Again, I feel like if everyone if everyone wrote down one thing and like use as many words as possible, we could fill up at least one of those books. That's so sweet. One hundred percent. Thank you. It's good to remember that like even if you don't think you have an impact on people or like you're not considering what kind of impact you have on people, you always do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's something I was thinking about lately of like people have said like People will occasionally say things to me about, like, something that I've done or said that, like, was really meaningful to them that I forgot about. And it's, like, that's such a reminder to, like, always be, like, trying to do your best for other people. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you never know when it's really going to mean something to someone. That's probably really true. I I can't think of any examples, but, like, I can definitely think of a general tone. I told you this before, too. Like, you, seeing you, like, just be comfortable being yourself has really inspired me to do that as well. Well, I'm glad that, uh, I'm, I'm glad that nobody can see inside my brain. Of course. To the fact that I'm always screaming, do I look like a normal person <laughs> right now? You look like, you, you, the way you come Am off I okay? Is like how a person should be for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, does everybody like sometimes feel like they're just, like, a giant weird monster, like, walking around, like, lumbering around the world, just being like, don't, no, 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 uh-huh. no, no. I realized, so, I, uh, I shaved. I trimmed down a bit. Oh, Did you yeah. not notice? You got a little five o'clock shadow going right now. Yeah, yeah. Stubs. And so, like, I was like, I was like, I look like a monster. Like, because I'm so used to yeah, the, the, it's the awful. whole thing. Yeah, it's terrible. And, like, I realized, I was like, monster. <laughs> and then I went to work and nobody mentioned it. No one even, like, double took. No one even noticed. No, no one's, nobody noticed. Because they're all focused on themselves. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had to, like, be like, so, do I look weird? She's like, no, you look fine. No, you're like a normal... Look, look, you, yeah, you're, you're, you're a person. You look like you. What, what yeah. do you want me to say? I feel like that's a really uh, obnoxious example, but, like, it totally backs your point. Just, like, yeah. So n- true. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody Like, cares. the smallest thing, you could be like, oh, my God, it's ruining everything. This one hair is just, oh, everyone's judging me. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. But people were just like, wish my hair could fall like that. Right? Yeah. You never know what other people, like, are appreciating about you. And that's what, I think that's one of the things that you like about me 
is I always try to vocalize every little thing. You do. I, I it just it does it for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that, that's that, that's one thing I give to the world. It's just like, hey, Jonathan Nelson, I like your pins. Yeah, you're such like a <clears throat> openly like kind-hearted person without any like ulterior motive at all you're just like i'm just gonna say nice things when i think them out like and like just like say them out loud i also have a pen on my jacket now so <laughs> i'm sure you've seen it look just, at your little rainbow pen just like jonathan nelson you guys are pin buds i saw him do it i'm just like that is the coolest thing I made sure to put it on the other side so i wasn't copying it <laughs> nice yeah you gotta like have your own spin on it yeah the Jonathan. Yes, yeah, right. Oh, that. So Gant sent us an email. He's like, "Hey, Jonathan." So I'm just like, "This is the best." Jonathan. That's too cute. I can't even stand it. We're gonna do a lab set as the Jonathan's. God, yes. I haven't asked him yet, but I think he'd be down. Yes, I love putting people with same things together on stage. Just like same names, same characteristics. We were gonna we're gonna add Drew and because uh, we're the same person basically. Oh my God, yes. But we all have different colored beards. Okay, yeah, that's true. Like that's the that's only true. difference. We all have hair that goes like this. Yep. And we all are about the same height. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout, everybody. Jonathan's and Drew. We'll come up with a better name. It's um, it's like a Drew sandwich on Jonathan bread. <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> that's how I see it. We'll, we'll have to, like... We'll have to come up with something good. Yeah. It'll hit you. Don't make it corny. Make it, gonna, no, I have to. You're, you're, you're trying to make a pun right now. I'm I can trying see. really hard. Don't do it. BLT, uh, <laughs> hoagie. No, no, that's not it. <sighs> <laughs> okay, so I've never, I've never like, even with Jim, I didn't like go over their past. But I'm just so curious as to what what built. Uh, what else? What else other than uh, sketch, improv, in like anything theater, anything stage? What else other than all those things? Yeah. What What else do you What else hmm. do you do? Because you mentioned photography. Yeah, I was. I've always been like drawn to like all the arts. Um, sure. Like obviously. growing up, like my family has been pretty influential as far as like culture goes um my dad was an art curator for um like a lot of my younger years and would like help manage people's like personal art collections and like help them hang galleries and things like that so like he always um like, had a ton of art and, like, books around the house and, like, references and things like that. So, like, at a very young age, like, that was normalized for me of, like, being surrounded by, you know, things that, like, make you feel ways and, like, you know, art and culture. And, like, I don't know, my brother and sister, I have an older brother and sister, um, and they were always, like kind of very independent and doing their own thing and like are they are they into the arts too um yeah my they're both like incredibly talented like my sister um she draws and like paints and sketches and she's like super super talented in that way and she also does like makeup and stuff like that 
and that's like a whole art form in itself Mm -hmm. and like she writes and things like that too so like she's always had that stuff my brother is like the musician of the family um like he was always playing he plays like guitar and bass and i'm sure he plays a little bit of everything yeah oh yeah he he can do it all and like you know he was like in like the band when he was in school but he was also like in punk bands and stuff like that I don't know. We're okay. We're okay. It all, you know, every family has its dysfunctions. Of course. But I do appreciate, like, the weird household I grew up in with everybody being into, like, Something. weird music and art and stuff like that. It's funny to hear you talk about it, because, like, I thought immediately to, like, Dashiell. I had him on the show early. Yeah. His parents, are, I believe, are both artists. Yeah. Which explains a lot of why he's as incredibly talented as he is. And then I think back to my parents and, like, my mom doesn't art. <laughs> she doesn't art. She doesn't art. She had no idea what to do at the theater. She had no oh. idea what I was going to do. She had no She called the podcast my uh, vloggy thingy. Oh, that's so... That's such, like, a mom thing to say, though. That's a mom thing to say, for sure. What's your... How's your vlogging thing going? Yeah. Yeah, and she's sweet about that. But, like... <clears throat> yeah, that, that's probably why I wasn't into art. The first art thing I did was... I played guitar and I had I needed a I needed a huh. extra class and I was like I don't want to take guitar I'll never be as good as like Slash or something <laughs> that was my thought at 17 I love that like that was your very first thought is like oh I'm never going to be Slash so why even bother <laughs> thank you that's that's what that's the that's the message I want to convey is like yeah. I'll never be as good as this person who I've never listened to but assume is like the 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 peak of guitarism like I'll never be that so why bother yeah 100% <laughs> And I took it, and I loved it, and then, like, every time I've tried something, I've loved it, and so, yeah, it, but, like, 100%, like, I w- did not grow up on art, so, like, it never occurred to me until I was, like, forced into it or, like, stumbled upon it, and that's why I'm ah. so, one, I don't want to say jealous, because, like, my path is my path, but, like, yeah, <clears throat> I love the idea of picturing, like, your family, like, Dashiell's family, just, like, s- like having a, a youth and being like, here's an incredible fun thing to do. And then they're like, I love this thing. And they're like, keep doing it. Here's more stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, my parents have always been, like, so supportive of me doing all the weird stuff I want to do. Like, they're just so happy that, like, I'm alive and, like, not uh, a drug addict somewhere in a halfway house and, like, that I'm able to, like, support myself. Like, if I'm happy and supporting myself, like, that was just, like, always just enough for them. So, like, all my, like, theater stuff and improv, they have always just been, like, number one fans. So. So they live in Richmond? Yeah. I'm just curious. How often do, do they do they come to shows anymore? Um, the last show my parents, the last show my family came to was not this past October, but the October before that. They came to see me in Slasher. Ooh. Yeah. Because I remember I told Gerard, I was like, my mom's coming to see my show. He's like, you're so new, you're so fresh. Aww. So I was like, what point do do you stop inviting your family or everybody? Oh God. Yeah, like I I actually still get nervous when like family comes to see me. Mm-hmm. Like that will make me more nervous than anything in the world. The first my the, what was I thinking my parents came to the first run I was just like not 
I was like, oh, I'm so nervous about doing it. And then eventually I got the swing. But, like, yeah, yeah. I what you're talking about. Like, you can perform in front of, like, a thousand people and it'd be totally fine. But the minute it's like, oh, your parents are here, it's like, ah. The whole family, what? What am I going to do to embarrass them tonight? Yeah. <laughs> like, you do one thing wrong, like, a spotlight just shines on yeah. them. Like, this is that person's family. There you go. That's what brought that moment. Oh, they've seen me do so many weird things on stage. <laughs> You've probably oh. done so many weird things on stage. So many weird... Th- so, you know what's the alarming thing is thinking so many weird things that I don't even remember doing now. Yeah. Somebody, every show you've done, somebody remembers something from it. Yes! And still probably tells that story. One time I saw this girl, she did this thing, oh my god. That, like, that thought haunts me because I'm like, what are, like, the weird associations that, like, every time someone sees X thing, they think of, like, that thing that I did. Like, oh my god. I still, I, I, I remember the weird, I remember, uh, <laughs> Elliot sprayed vodka into Casey's eyes at KGB. Oh my god! Twice. <laughs> Yeah. Things like that. There's a, like Just so, magic. That was someone's first show. That was my second or third show, but like, yeah. that was someone's very first show. That's someone being like, I wonder what goes on here at this here comedy <laughs> theater. Oh, my eyes! Oh, there's a woman speaking Russian and people spitting vodka and, like, what's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> yeah, I saw this improv show. I didn't know improv was all done in Russian. That's crazy. <laughs> Every improv show is probably in Russian. Somebody, yep. somebody thinks that somebody's still like, I'm going to an improv show. Like, hope you know Russian, huh? nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and they think they're so funny, and everyone's just like, uh, what? What? Because they don't know that show existed. Yeah. Oh, KGB. Good times. Yeah, my, that was my first show. Aww. My first, and I remember um, the one thing I remember is it was uh, one of the teams was uh, Pajor and Gaskill. Perfect. And Gaskill was my 101. They were the Hot Boys. Oh, yeah. I loved the Hot Boys. The Hot Boys. Classic. Classic. I think they wore shorts, and I was like, is that okay? Oh, heck yeah. For it's all for the character. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I keep getting... So photography and other stuff, you just were into like, anything that was kind of... Anything <clears throat> creative. I wish I had done more, like, um, classic, like, art um, like I was always doing theater stuff. Mm-hmm. I did theater and photography in high school and never took like drawing, art, painting type classes. And like, I still think about, I would love to take those kind of classes now as an adult because, um, that was always something that like, I was like, Oh, I'm interested in it, but like I'm doing this other stuff. But yeah, I mean like I dabble, I'll doodle, I'll draw and paint things, but these things are useless when it comes to like. Oh no! I have terrible handwriting. I can't draw. I mean, I'm sure it, it's the whole thing of like if you practice, you'd be good at it. But I'm just like exactly. I'd rather pursue these other things. We should go to a wine and design. Oh my god! I've always wanted to go to one of those. Yeah. Okay, that's. I got. I, I. It's. It's. It's on. I'll. I'll remember. It, it's recorded. As I say, I have we've to write got that this down. on tape for posterity. Yeah. Tape, right? You use reel to reel. What are you doing here? Yeah, reel to reel. <laughs> yeah, it goes out. I mail it out to everyone who's subscribed. Right. I make. I, I redo the copies, and like the more I have redo them, the more distorted it gets. We actually like have to record this conversation like fifty times, mm-hmm. just like yeah. Daniel Johnston would record his tapes. Like, actually, I'm just going to, like, re-record this over and over again. Each one's a new tape, and we're just going to have to remember to say the same things. So typically what I like to do is, um, 
the same technology, the phone came out. So when someone wants to listen, they just call and we just like talk to them. And then they're like, pause. And we're like, <laughs> play. So anyway. <laughs> so where were we? Oh my God. That would be the worst. That's like, I wonder if there's any traction for like a call in podcast where it's like you dial a number and they're like, oh, time to do a podcast. I know that some people, I've had some people who are like, you should stream your podcast. Yeah. It's like, no. I don't really, I like, because I feel like then I'd be like looking at like the chat and like to be like, ask this question. I'm just like, I like to oh, yeah, that keep, would it, be keep like, it a conversation. Because mm-hmm. then, because then other people are like, you should have multiple people on. And I'm just like, I don't want to do that either. No. I don't want to do that. Go I, with what feels right. I have done that once though, but it was like me and two of my best friends and we're all like, like a trio. Kind of I thing. bet that was fun though. You guys probably just have a blast. The worst thing, and I do this probably in every episode, is people who don't know certain people. We, you know, we talk about like, for example, I talked about Jonathan Nelson and Drew. Oh, right, and right, right. people are like, I don't who? know who those people are, unless they're like, they listen, and there's no way, I haven't had them on the show, but even if I had, like, no one's listened to every episode. Um, guys, if you don't know who we're talking about, like, that's on you and that's your problem because, like, they're really cool and you should know you them. You should know who so. they are. You should know who these, you should see their shows. Yeah. You should get to know them. You should know them personally. Yeah. Um, so what did you expect coming on the show? This? I didn't know what to expect. I was like, oh, oh man. I'm so nervous. I get nervous just sitting and talking and not knowing where it's going to go. The funny, so, there's so many things. So I woke up, where I texted you was when I woke up. Nice. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, well. I am exhausted, and I have no idea where this is going to go um, today. Because I, I was supposed to have you on, and then Grace was supposed to do it later. Oh, But she, she had to cancel. Oh, bummer. Yeah, I'm trying to get ahead for April. Nice. Because I'm moving, so I'm like, I won't have any weird things for them to look at, so I've got to get them all done now. Oh, yeah, that's a yeah. good plan. Yeah, just stockpile them, man. Um, and then, oh, God, what was it? Oh, and then, so, I'm doing the live podcast, and I'm, like, trying to figure out how to go about that. And so, yeah, this, so I have nothing prepared for this. So we're kind of just rolling with it. And I was like, well, where is it going to go? And so, yeah, I was feeling the same thing. I'm like, this, this is, has to be a good episode. Not because like I need a good episode. It hasn't, it's been, it's been a while, but like, um, it's Katie. Like it's gotta oh, be, it's gotta be a good one. No. Yeah. It's, it's always good when we're just sitting and chatting. That, that, so that's, again, that's kind of what I go for. Like the mics are out of our eye line. This is not, yeah, this <clears throat> setup is very like. It feels very conversational. Obviously, it's a little forced, but, like, it's forced yeah. in a way that's, like, have a conversation. Not, like, all right, so we're doing, like, mics are, like, in our face. Yeah, like, I don't have, a, like, a soundboard of, like, arga. <laughs> I wish I did, though. Is that, um, do you have a suggestion box that I could submit that I would I like a soundboard? E- I have an email. Oh, great. Okay. at gmail.com. I will be getting in touch with I my suggestion. I have gotten uh, two emails. In 34 episodes. Tell me all about them. The first one was uh, episode three. Um, it was a st- uh, former uh, follow 101 student who had to go back to college. He hasn't been able to take classes Aww. again. I, I, I kind of categorized, like, over the course of classes, I've had mostly people from the, cl- the classes. Yeah. So kind of nice. But uh, his friend emailed in and was like, hey, I listened to the show. And it was his friend. So, like, of course. And he was like, liked it. I'm doing my own podcast. So I plugged this for a little bit. And then my sister emailed and was like, hi, I'm listening. Because <laughs> there was one episode of like, just 
please just tell me if you're listening. I just need to know. And it was just her, and I'm like, all right. And then I've got a lot of spam. Nice. Yeah. Some real good spam, though. No. Oh man. Right, not even good spam. Oh. And like, I uh, spam is weird these days. Spam is a little, getting a little personal. They know my name. They know like certain other things. And I'm just like, yeah. Uh, how did you know that I know a Nigerian prince? Yeah. Oh, you too? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's the same one. Do you know? No, it couldn't uh, be. I don't want to say his name. Yeah. I'm not going to put him out there on blast mm-hmm. like that. But Timmy. It's Timmy. Yeah. Oh my God. It was Timmy. Uh, that was so, I felt like such a forced bit. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> bits, 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 bits. I, I feel bits. like I feel like having funny people on puts the pressure on that like, all right, you got to be funny. Like, I brought you here. Like, time to be funny. Did you feel that pressure? Yeah. Yeah, but that yeah. was that was that more was that more like your own pressure or my pressure? Probably my own pressure. Probably. No, I was like totally expecting you to be like <clears throat> calm and cool and like just like Mr. Hostman, like running a casual convo, which you are. You're very good at this. Great job. <laughs> Thanks. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I should have some level of like being able to do it because remember these used to be two hours long. That's so long. Yeah, we've been going for an hour. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. The, the time flies when you're when you're doing stuff. Wow! Well, they blocked out the lights. Just getting started. But yeah, like two hours. Like so, typically it would be. Uh, I would talk a lot about. Uh, so the show's called The Producers, and it was made with the idea of like. Um, so I had an old podcast with some friends, and it kind of fell apart. And I was like, I want to start uh. my own thing. Are people who actually produce things like who's really putting in the work? And so I started it, and I was like, I'm just I'm just gonna do it. And then I started like, well, what do you produce kind of a thing? And then obviously it's just evolved into like, I do a show. But like, um, it was with the intention of like, let's talk about like art and what you make. What do you do? What What are you you, into? What's your footprint? Yeah, what are you into? (laughs) Well, I think that's like such a great concept because just asking the question in the way of like, so what really like gets you going? Like, what's your thing? What are you like excited (laughs) about? Like... There, people can talk about themselves and what they're passionate about forever and ever. And like, I love finding out what people are have like deep knowledge on and are super nerdy about, and just like getting them going on those topics. Because like, man, how cool is it to just know what's in someone else's brain? Sometimes. I went on a a while ago, probably around two hundred one ish. I was like, I went on a first date, and I started talking about improv. Where'd you guys meet? Tinder. Of course, come on. Um, that's right, you meet everybody. I'm sorry, I know that's normal, but yeah. like... It's so not, but it's, 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 it's only we can meet people. I've only met two people not on Tinder that I've dated since college. That's so wild. Yeah. And so, I guess just a funny side story. One of them I met in person, but like, it didn't work. And then we remit on Tinder. Oh, and it's like, hey, you. Oh, and then it works. Honestly, I feel like uh, that is such the way these days of, like, even if you do see someone in person, it's, like, it's not the forum. Some people feel like it's not the forum to, like, ask someone out because it's, like, regular life versus, like, you're explicitly on Tinder to, like, express interest in people. So you have to, like, wait to get on to that platform to be like, hey, I saw you think you're cute. Oh, Yeah. And also, I don't know, I also, because of, like, the way our culture's gone, just, like, no, if if, so, if a woman is in public, she doesn't want to be talked to, when, like, it's not always wow. true, but it's just, like, I really don't want to, like, you know, I don't know where your head's at, like, I don't want to, like, put that on you, like, I'll just, I'll just save it for when 
it's like I guess it's like a consent thing. It's just like when you're on Tinder, yeah. you're probably consenting to being at least talked to. Yes, exactly. You're yeah. there for that reason explicitly. And if, you you're know, at, if you're at Saison, it's like maybe you're there just there to not like I just can't deal with another person. Hey, what's up? Oh, I have my ed- headphones in for a reason. <laughs> Boop. I have to say, I, I have to applaud you on that uh, on that technique of leaving women alone. <laughs> you mean that thing that everyone should do normally? <laughs> yes! Because, like, I mean, I get it. I mean, I, I know we were kind of, like, joking on Twitter the other day, like, when I was saying, like, I saw this yeah, yeah, guy yeah. that looked like a model. I mean, he was... Like, not even the way in the way where I'm like, mm, let me get with that. I was just like, he is classically so handsome and so just, like, effortlessly good-looking that I should tell him that he's got, like, the perfect type to model. Like, your face and body look like someone who models. It would be the equivalent of saying, like, you made that video, you should get into movie production because you're good at that. Yeah. You're good at being a good-looking person. Yeah, it's like, saying. he's got a mirror, like, he knows that he's good looking. He doesn't need some girl in a car yelling, you should model. Like, that's not going to change his life. So I should probably just, like, keep that to myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was definitely the, the joke, but it was it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. That was fun. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I thought to, to go back because yeah, I'm we're getting committed zero. to not losing the irons in the fire. Okay. Like, got it. But I feel like, yeah, that was... Uh, so I was on a date and I talked about improv and I realized it had been about 15 minutes and I was like ooh whoops and she was like no I, I like hearing about what you're passionate Aww. about and then she talked about like oil painting and I was like genuinely interested because I'm just like that's what you're passionate about and like when you hear someone talk about what they're passionate about uh, that was a long way to say like I agree with you no yeah and I think <clears> it's well I think it's important to say that too because like I'm sometimes the kind of person where I can forget that like people can be genuinely interested in what what I have that's unique about myself Mm -hmm. so like I'm always like you know like I said earlier like oh in service of other people like what can I do for other people like to the detriment of like feeling like oh what I've got to say is not that important like they don't want to hear about this thing that I'm into when really it's like no that's what makes people like want to know you more is like what's interesting about you and what mm-hmm. you like yeah so. absolutely and that's something i definitely try to push but like some some people won't do it so you kind of have to like i call it wearing the host hat mm-hmm. i hate wearing mm-hmm. it because i like to have some conversation but like some people um you need to or like they just you know you show you're so accustomed like i should talk about myself which is really hard when i did um the reverse host episodes just felt so yeah. self-serving. Oh, like, I listened to the last one you did. It was so good. Thanks. Yeah, that one, I was just like, I'm just talking about myself. I'm I like, learned so much about you. It's kind of the point. I don't even remember. That's, that's also a good thing. Is I forget everything as soon as the episode. You over. said some nice things about me in it, which I appreciated. Is that so what thank you listened? I tagged it, uh, hashtag uh, Katie Holcomb Dumpsters yeah. 2020. And you're like, this, this one has me in it. <laughs> did you tag it with that? No, no. you didn't. Okay, I good. should, though. Oh, yeah. Get that going. Yeah, because I, th- I feel like. That's gonna if if I if I if I'm meticulous about it then something could happen there. No, you just like yeah, you you like slipped in there that I'm just like a great person who's like really supportive or whatever and I was like <laughs> Yeah, I am. Yeah, well and, and like <laughs> again, like I said, like you've been a huge influence in the past like year of my life. This has been a big year. Like that's one of the reasons why I felt it was important to like 
I guess do the episodes because like yeah this I need I need to commemorate this so you know dude I'm so happy for you ah look at you growing as a person yeah what never too late to try new things yeah yeah exactly everyone should take a one on one class because it proves that you can do it. You are, like, the best, like, advertisement for improv. You're, like, a walking advertisement for RBA comedy right now. I should be. Yeah. I think sometime in April last year, I was weeping in my car. Oh, that's dark. That's, yeah, 100%. That's so dark, dude. I went, I was, uh, we, I broke up with... Uh, that's real. It's real. I remember I cried, and I called my friend Tom, and I was like, I'm so upset. And then, yeah, it got better. And then, yeah. I've just been on this rocket. Like, I had to buy... I've never had a planner before because I've never had anything going on in my life. What? And now I'm like, I don't remember all the things I have, so I need to write them down. Oh, I love... I love my planner. Gotta have a planner. Well, of course you do. <laughs> a million it's, it's wild hearing that, like, yeah, that you... I don't know that anybody like couldn't have a planner. That's crazy to me. What, what else? What else did I have? I didn't. I wasn't involved. In video games. Like. Yeah. Side on to video games as soon as I have a moment of free time. <laughs> yeah. Always. I just like video games every day. Go to the store, buy Doritos <laughs> and buy Mountain Doritos. Dew. All right. All right. I may or may not have Doritos in this room. I'm not going to show you. Where are Whether they? Whether I do or not, there are definitely chips in this room. The weirdest place for chips. There's a that backpack is full of Cheetos and Fritos. Oh, that's nice. That's your bug out bag. So in case like some shit goes down, you can just like grab it and I'm roll. Go, what are the essentials? I got Cheetos <laughs> and I got Fritos. It came in a big box. All the good chips are gone. That's what's left. Right. Oh my god. Ah, oh, the leftovers. I'm actually taking those to work to stay in my drawer. Just just for the caveat. Nice. Those are your like work snacks. Yeah. You're like hmm, a little package. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks, work snacks. <laughs> work snacks. <laughs> That's a commercial right there. You're a walking billboard for Work Snacks. Thanks. I do a lot for the Work Snacks family. <laughs> I'm Katie Work Snacks of the Virginia Work Snacks. <laughs> Changing your Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> Katie Work Snacks. We have to we have to grab that before this episode airs. Someone's gonna like be like, oh that's that's great. I'm gonna take that. Work snacks? I'm gonna sit on that and charge a million dollars for it. it maybe it'll be the next Richmond thing and I'll get on early and like Yeah. Just like over the music park and, and works not RV comedy, but have you? So, how did that, another thing that because I guess you're the closest to the top of like the coalition. Um, yeah. Am I plugging you guys right? Yeah, you're doing a great job. I do that every episode. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you so much for doing that, and you're you're doing a great job of saying nice things about it and letting people know the pertinent information about it. I definitely Thank you. try. Like, like I, I mean, again, I can't, I can't stop talking about how great this has been for me. <sighs> Anthony, I, if you haven't listened to Anthony's episode, you should. I haven't listened to that one yet. Because we talk I, about I, how great the I theme must. is, too. I think, I think that's another one where we just gab about improv the whole time. Jim's is another one with improv. There, anyone, who, if you recognize the name, it's it's all improv. Like, you are basically just obsessed with improv. Now I am, yeah. You're like so obsessed with improv. I don't know what I don't know what else to say other than yeah, like you got me. <laughs> Cuff it. Same though. I mean, like, <clears throat> yeah. Don't get me started, right? Like, I I, tr- I tried my best not to because I'm sure it would be most of the same. But I'm just like, there's way more. So what what did I not get to that either you wanted to or you thought would be relevant that I should have? About me? Yeah. Oh. Or what? Yeah. Let's let, let's say that you have. This is the time to, to air out the rest. 
Uh, I'm obsessed with game shows and uh, conspiracy theories. Really? <laughs> and true crime. Of course. Uh, I love all those things very, very much. Um, let's see. I love uh, pimple popping videos. Yeah, I remember um, <laughs> posted on, uh, on Instagram. Well, by the way, your Instagram game is strong. Thank you. At Kitty Coalition. Thank you. I'm trying to develop my brand. Yeah, you're crushing it. Thank you. A lot of the gifts. The gifts were gone for a while from Insta Stories. Yeah. The gifts everyone, are back. Like four people posted like, they're back. Oh my gosh. You're one of them. And I'm like, this is good for Katie. Yeah, this is like a huge day for <laughs> Katie yeah. Coalition Industries. I need to get your website too so I can put that on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting ready to launch my website. Ooh, when, when's it going to be launched? Uh, as soon as I've got it in a state where I'm like, it's good enough. Because this goes live next week, so we can time it around there. If you oh, want. It'll probably be. It'll probably be out by then. It's. Uh, I've already got the domain. It's katieholcomb.com. I what? got katieholcomb.com. Not, not even katieholcombcomedy.com? Katieholcomb.com. I got it. Wow. Wow. Woo. Thanks, Squarespace. <laughs> oh, you should get them to sponsor. You, then you can do Squarespace ads. Um, I just mentioned them, so they at least owe you like ten dollars. Yeah. Oh my gosh, here's the money. What? It's right there. Uh, no, we actually have a website, producercast.com. Yeah. My friend Jake does all the stuff for that. Yeah, yeah, you do have a website. I've been there to yeah. listen to your podcast. Use the website. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know how else to access it on podcast apps. Uh, Oh, I didn't even know to search for it. I was just like, oh, he has the link right here. I will click on this and go listen to it on the website. I'm always curious, of course, who listens. Because like, mm. the only stat I can see is downloads. Aren't you so curious? Do you oh, have people God. in like other countries listening? I, I have downloads from other countries. Ooh, are they bots? Probably. I, I think, heard you talking about like bots. Yeah, um, I think it was on an Instagram post. So the show has like 2,700 downloads. Nice. But like, I'm guessing... 2,000 of them are bots. Okay. No, that doesn't seem right. 700 downloads. It sounds right for sure. <sighs> That's 20 downloads per episode. You're not giving episode. yourself enough credit, man. But also, like, somebody would interact. If I had that many, I would have more interactions on the social media or the email or something. Because if you they listen, so? I 100%. Also, some episodes, the downloads go as low as, like, 15. <clears throat> so if, if at max my viewership is hmm. 15 then hmm. there's no way that I should have. Because no one's, like, subscribing and then, like, not unsubscribing and then resubscribing because, like, there was, like, a dip. Like, looking at the metrics, there's no way. I love data, don't you? Of course. Integrate. So, yeah, my degree was uh, social statistics, data analysis, and culture and subculture. That's fantastic. Love it. So I love data. But, like, wow. it also Ugh. it destroys me because I'm just like, what's happening? What's bots? And so, like, I've, I've had to, like, make the effort of just, like, I'm just producing something. I'm making something. I'm not going to look at the numbers. I'm not going to analyze. But of course I do. Yeah. Also, I think that now that i am been around for 30 plus episodes, it's less bots. Like, I notice that, like, the people who promote their episodes... What is the point of making a bot to, to listen to a podcast? They don't, they don't, it's not to listen. It's just to download. So the robots aren't enjoying your podcast. They're not. I they, 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 I didn't want to say it, but they sent an email and they're like, this sucks. No mentions of robots. They're unhappy with their demographic being represented. Rude. Yeah. I also probably could do wow. one talking about robots, but 
I'm, I'm actually, I don't want to say it, but I'm launching a robot-themed podcast. Shut up. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. What's it called? <sighs> What's the dumb name that you're going to make up for it on the spot right now? What's well, the dumb pun that you're going to come up with right now, Jonathan? Well, <laughs> it took it took a long time to find a name that I thought was good Stop enough. Stop stalling, Jonathan! <laughs> <laughs> No, it deserves an intro because it's really good. It's really, okay, okay, really okay. well thought out. I'm going to stop, stop antagonizing you. Because I have nothing. No, of course I have something. Um, I got nothing. I got nothing. That's what it's called. I got nothing. I got nothing. That's what it's called. With Jonathan and the robots. Yep, and the robots. I'm sorry I built that up. I did, like, the thing I hate, which is, like, antagonizing someone to the point where they're just, like, stop it. Yeah. I don't, I'm also, like I said, I'm dead today. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'll probably edit something. Sorry, I, I, got, you, I got you on a bad day, man. What can I say? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my God. You said it, not me. No, I said right now. Okay. It's a great day. Okay, no. good. Good, good, good. I've also noticed that. I'm not. I'm not that quick unless it's like being able to build on someone else's pattern. Oh, improv! Don't do it. Don't answer. Don't don't respond. So, what else did we not get into that you want to get into? Mm. Uh, let's see. So, like, I have a lot of thoughts about Drake. Um, I followed an account today that I saw that you also followed, and I'm like, of course, you follow this account. Is it Drake's on cake? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, Drake on cake. Woo. Doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Ah, I just have... Well, specifically because I've been listening to the new Drake that's out, like the God's plan and whatnot. You sound like... The way you said that, like a grandma talking... The God's plan. The God's plans and the whatnot. (laughs) And, like, um, I just get so mad because, like, I definitely... I would love to sit down with Aubrey... And who, you know that Drake's real name is Aubrey, right? Okay. How much Drake do you know? Not that much. Okay. I'm not I, asking <clears throat> to, like, patronize. I'm just, like, if I'm going too deep into a hole. Please. I just want to make it clear. It. I don't know what general knowledge is. So, Aubrey, a.k.a. Drake, I would love to sit down and be like, okay, so Drake is definitely a character that you're playing, right? Like, it's a mask. It's not who you are. So you have control over this character, and you're choosing to make him, like, a little baby bitch boy um, who just, like, whines about how he doesn't want to commit to women but then gets mad when they've had enough of him. Um, like, what is your deal, dude? Ooh. Ooh, so, so again, not having a lot of knowledge, I have. I want to offer up my thought process there. Yeah, give it to me. I think, based on exactly what you just said, I want to say, and this is me giving him credit, Yeah, I want to say it's him showing male vulnerability and the problem with uh, trying to combat not only toxic masculinity, but also, like, wanting to be comfortable with yourself. So, like, you want to find someone to commit to, but mm. it, it never, it, it rarely matches up with the way that you want it to work. Mm. And so, obviously, that's not what it is, but, like... So, like, in his head, he he feels like, you know, he just, you know, he's doing right by these women by not committing because he's got this lifestyle, this jet-setter lifestyle where he can't. So, like, you know, he's letting them know the deal, but then he's, like, sad when they're not there for him, when when he needs them. Well, anyone, like, anyone who has a character or a persona is, like, saying, like, <clears throat> this is who you want me to be. Right. And, uh, but you don't want what I really am, which is, like, they want, like, the whole, 
Because any, 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 I, I feel like I gotta be careful about how I say this. Not because I don't want to offend anybody, because I want to represent myself correctly. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's the hardest part, because this is, like we said, it's on tape, it's on cassette forever, yeah. so. Yeah, and if I ever do anything, like, uh, minute one, one, uh, one fifty is like, the poor people are going to be looking for the dirt. Yeah. Um, which Lit. is where they should, that's where all the dirt is. Um, yeah. But, like, when I've been in relationships, I worry a lot about, like, um, what people would want or, like, what they think they see or something like that. And it's, like, it's finding a place where you're comfortable to be yourself. And so, like, when mm. you are doing that, like, um, I, I've had a lot of problems with, like, anxiety. And a lot of it's mm. kind of fueled mm-hmm. by myself saying, like, you don't think this or you don't like this, but it's projecting. So it's just, like, um, and, and then I've, uh, I remember... Sometime in the last year, I don't want to, like, poke, poke anybody out, but, like, someone was expressing their anxiety to me. And, like, I was, like, trying to be very, like, it's okay. Yeah. I know exactly what you're going through. Yeah. Voice all your thoughts. And they were just like, no, I'm being annoying. And it's just like, no, 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 no. no it's okay. But, like, it. so, like, when I think of that, that's where my, my mind goes of, like, um, you want to do that. I, I and this other person, for sure, in that moment, wanted nothing more to just say everything and have that person be like, it's okay. Normal yeah. thoughts. And then you feel better. But, like, when you're, especially when you're in that headspace, the last thing you think is okay is, is sharing that you're in that headspace. Yeah, you're like, I'm a burden, I'm a burden. Exactly. Like, don't mind me. And, and forget the specifics. Been there, man. Exactly. So, like, you don't think that they want that, and so you don't want to commit because you're like, you don't want this or you don't, whatever. So it's like this, it's this complete, in my mind, misconnection of, like, um, wanting to find someone who you can be strong for, mm. but also can be strong for you and is willing to look past, like, mm. like if I have a weak moment, are you going to think of me as weak forever? Right. Or are you going to say, like, that was a weak moment and you are, this is who you are and that's part of who you are. And so when I think of what you just said, I think of, like, he puts out things he's really feeling and says, like, um, you know, c- again, I don't know a lot, but, like, commit, like, the song, uh, Come and See Me, mm-hmm. like, that's something I think about a lot and it's just, like, it was, I guess it's a song about, like, how when he's in a specific town, he hooks up with a woman, um, and I guess the the notion is, like, it's for sex. Yeah. And she's like, I want more. Right. You should come and, like, hang out at my place. And, yeah. And, like, we should have some time together. Like, let's spend good time together. So like, then, quality time together. Yeah, so when I think, of, the first time I think I thought of that song, I was, uh, I didn't think of it in, like, a misogynistic way. hmm But now that you kind of brought up the idea of, like, what is he doing? I'm like, okay, is it misogynistic? I think I thought of it. Well, you know, and I, uh, not to cut you off, oh, but like, I, I, early on, I, I never thought Drake was, and I still don't think Drake is necessarily misogynistic. I think, and like, early on, I actually thought he was like, more of a feminist, dare say, I, like, you know, with stuff like, I'm so proud of you, where it's like, you know, just like celebrating a woman being a strong woman and not having to like, you know, be someone that she's not for people. Like, I think that's a positive message. So like, maybe it's this tragic thing that's happening of like, the male ego conflicting with like the ability to be vulnerable and, and communicate fully with another human being. I think that's what, that's what I was trying to say. I think that's what you were saying. Yeah, that's what I heard you say. I also uh, I think that you you brought up another point of like 
Um, I remember hearing a comedian talk about the whole Tiger Woods scandal, mm. and I'm just like, that is something I never think about. Like, nobody else but him has the power that he has. So, like, Drake has a lot of power. Like, he can do pretty much whatever he wants. And, oh, like, absolutely. Trying to be a good person and be like, I'm not going to take advantage of this power that is people are throwing, like, whatever yes. they whatever I could ever want. Like, I can get, he could probably do whatever he wants. And, absolutely. And so, like, how do, you, how, do you, how do you as a person, like, I mean, obviously certain people are really good at it and some people, like, like, I'm sure that I would do my best to represent myself, but I would sure I would, you know use it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Like that is... Especially if I felt like it wasn't hurting anybody. Right. Because, like, that's the true test, though, is, like, when someone... It's like when people win the lottery and then blow it all on jet skis and dumb shit because, like, they don't know how to control themselves. Like, that's the test is, like, when people have that level of, like, power, what do they do with it? You know? Is it for good or evil? Yeah, what do you do when you have the power? And I feel like, um, I feel like on one hand it's like, <clears throat> and okay, so another thought that just came into my head, like, um, with the idea of, you know, equality, like, nobody should ever have to commit to somebody else. And I feel like, I've always worried about, like, putting expectations on, expectations on other people. So anyone mm-hmm. putting an expectation, like, we are doing this consensual thing, like, he has to commit to me now. And maybe that's, maybe that's unfair. But also, again, there's a lot more to it than just that. But like, um, you know, you're wait, you're, 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 uh, arguing the point that no one has to commit to, to no one has to owe anyone. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah. Absolutely. So like on one hand, like, yeah, maybe you see Drake and you're like, oh my gosh, we're going to be together. And then you guys just have sex. And I do it. think I'm going to be with Drake. And that is what I think when I see him. So yes, you're correct. You're not with Drake now? I get, I get confused. We're, um, they're both handsome men. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Gerard and Drake look. Did you listen to Gerard's mm-hmm. episode? I listened to uh, the majority of it. Yes. Interesting. That was a fun one. I'm sorry, I, I didn't finish it, but it wasn't due to it not being good. I just like was doing something else. I never expect anyone to listen to the show. Great. Um, so yeah, that's another thought. Again, knowing very little about Drake, yeah, and just wanting to like explore. I think I'm really looking to give him the benefit of the doubt, just because. I think I, when I think of Jake, I think of good person. Yes, and that's that's my main argument. Is I think he is smarter. Him, Aubrey, as a person, is smarter and better as an artist than like the the little baby bitch boy that Drake can sometimes appear to be. So, like, what I would like to see him do is use the character of Drake uh, for for better and like really get like. Get get sensitive. Attack toxic, toxic masculinity. Yes. And promote feminism and yes. but also whatever the I don't know if it's like a separate movement. Yeah, against toxic toxic masculinity, allowing men to be vulnerable. That but is the, definitely a thing for sure. But the beats are so good. So like good. man, every one of his songs, he gets me. I'm like, I'm not going to listen to another Drake song. And then he comes out with some straight fire, and I'm like, ooh. I need to listen to more Drake. Come and see me as one of my favorite songs, if only for the beat. Which one is that again? How's that go? Come and see me for once. Come and see me for once. You don't ever come to me. Which album was that off of? I think he, he just features on it. It's oh, okay. It's like Party Next Door or something. Oh, Party Next Door. Okay. All right. I feel like I have to use that as the music for this episode now. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Also, another, so another thought I had was like, he has a line in that song where he's like, could be standing in a field, but you're still in the field. And that's one of my favorite lines. It's just like, 
feeling confident. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care who else is there, like, they're not even close to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so... And you talk about, like, I, again, thinking about all the, the lyrics and they're like, what is his stance? What's going on? I think he thinks... Oh, I, I think he's like, uh... One thing that I think is funny is how he keeps saying that he's got so many haters and so many people after him and, like, everybody's hating on him and, like, they want what he has and they're trying to be him. And, like, I think that he perpetrate he, like, perpetuates that himself by saying it. Is that what I think? Drake. Yeah, like, who doesn't love Drake? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, I like Drake. Yeah, so I'm just <clears> like... <throat> Get out of here. What are you talking about? <laughs> You've got it real good, Drake. Yeah. Like, you were a child star on Degrassi. Oh, that's right. That's, I always forget that. Then Never forget. Sang, yeah, there was. he did the song, um, Whatever You Like, or The Sweatpants, Hair Tied, Chill With the Makeup On. What song was that? That's when you know pretty as I hope that you don't think it Yeah, yeah, yeah. What song was that? Cutie, you the best. Can you the best? The best I ever had. Did you say you the best? Did you change the words? No, I didn't change it to my. I said cutie. <laughs> I thought you said cutie. But it, that's not what it is. What is it? You, I thought, I thought it's you the fu- you're the fucking best. Oh, that's it. Okay. Maybe but, I'm thinking of the radio mm, edit mm-hmm. where he says my name. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. You didn't leave. Yeah. All the Katie's out there. Just the one Katie. One. We all know there's only one, there's guys. Only one, <sighs> all right. What's the weirdest thing in my room? We have to come. We have to. We have to end it somehow, sometime. Do I get to get up and like walk around? Everyone usually does. So when I, and also when I say weird, I want to make it like okay to like change. Like, I want to go with the coolest. Mm. I, I like the question. What's the weirdest? But like, what's the most interesting? What's the most notable? Like, I think like I want to pick something that I want to know the story behind. So I'll tell you any story you want. Um, but I will try to veto two, your first two answers if they're the same as someone who's already picked. Okay, fantastic. All right, then i got to be strategic here. But there is a lot of things that have plenty of stories. Um, and feel free to project, so if you say anything funny, they can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone... No, no one's ever read that. So there's a very... It's a... It's a Business card size piece of cardboard that is nailed to the wall crudely with one nail that is just sticking out. It's a hazard. For the record, the nail was there first. I put the cardboard through the nail. All right, well. And uh, on it, in pencil. Not even mechanical. It says, eat me, I'm from Africa. (laughs) The story how I got that matches how weird it is. Oh, I'm gonna strap in and get ready for this day. It's a short story. Oh boy! I came home one day and on my dresser was a bowl of nuts, mixed nuts, (coughs) with the sign in the bowl, and eat me on from Africa. Were they from Africa? I have no idea. Where did they come from? My roommate left them for me. Get them. No idea. I never asked. I Did just, you talk about it? I just ate them. And I ate half of them and I put them in the living room and he ate the rest of them and we never talked about it. You never talked about it. You never said, hey, thanks for those African nuts. Those were wonderful. I felt like the note was enough. Wow. Couldn't write him a note back or something? <laughs> when did you get the, some Italian nuts? 
Ooh. Eat me, I'm from Italy. <laughs> Going smaller. <laughs> oh, man. Fantastic. I'll let you pick another one if you want. I feel like you, I feel like there, if there's something else that you were looking at. I mean, that was good. That was really good. You can end on that. Um, I just feel like I just want you to know, start everything that's good. There's not much else that's, I think as good as that, though. Is that a camera? Oh, gosh. Yes. It's a camera. It's not recording. Okay. That one doesn't work, and that one's just like... There's another out. one! So I bought... Again, I'll, I'll tell this story. I bought the cameras when I lived in New Orleans so I could keep track of my house. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I didn't get them until I moved to Richmond, and like, I'm not going to not put them up. Yeah. And so I have this irrational fear that my house is going to be on fire. Um, so I put them up. They, again, they don't record. I can just peep on my phone and make sure everything's good. Do you ever watch the cat? Of course I do. And you can talk. You can like send messages. So I'm like, float what's up? He's like... Oh, that's so cute. He's like... So I'm, I make sure that my roommate didn't let him out, because if he gets out, he'll be scooped up. He's such a lovable little loaf. Aww. So I have to make sure he's still in, and also that nothing's on fire. He is a little loaf. He's so cute. Look at him. He's in full loaf mode. Mm, like a little piece of bread. Um, uh, let me choose one more thing. I gotta, I gotta know. I gotta know. I gotta know one more thing. Um, do your, do your prayer beads have a story? <laughs> They're mala beads. And, okay, yeah, uh, what are the mala beads all about? Um, I dated, uh, this girl, her name was Nicole, we dated her for two and a half years, Aww. and she had some, and she always said that, um, when you have them, you wear, I, whenever I would wear them, like, you just try to put good energy into them, and then, like, it kind of, has yeah, so when we broke up, I bought some, and I'm like, because we broke up very amicably, very happy, and, like, it was like, that's wonderful, very, very healthy relationships, so I was like, wow, I'm gonna buy these, and try to have my own now, because we shared the ones that she had, and she took them with her, obviously. So, yeah, I had them, and I completely forgot they existed until you pointed them out. That's really sweet. Yeah. That's like, that is, that's such a wonderful little symbol of something so positive. And that's her cat, too. Oh, that's cute. Luna. Luna. Her mm. and Floyd are best friends. Aww. Yeah. How long were the cats together for? A year and a half. We got her, like, a year in. Wow. And that must have been rough on them. Yeah, definitely. He's he misses because he has uh, my roommate's cat Felix, and he's kind of a shit. So Felix, Phoebe, Phoebe. <laughs> All right, Katie. Do you have any plugs? Um, Website, social media. Got those. Uh, you probably at this point can go to my website, katieholcomb.com. Oh shit, the original. Uh, um, let's see, rvacomedy.com, uh, come to the Coalition Theater, see shows, um, let's see, when did you say this come out? Next weekend, so my team will be debuting in four days. Yes, we've got some super exciting new house teams, uh, debuting at the Coalition Theater, um, in the riot shows, running through the end of, um, the summer, through, like, September. And definitely come support them. Check them out. Those are great people. Still time to sign up for classes. Still time. There's still some one-on-one spots, I know for sure. Yes, but get in there quick, guys, because they are filling up. Actually, they might be gone by the time this comes out. Yeah, I mean, Hmm. shoot, you better go check. 
just in case. Just go grab one real quick. You at your computer, go look right now. RVAcademy.com and then hit take glasses and scroll down. Yeah. Um, But yeah, other exciting things. We've got a new Friday night run that's debuting. The the music one. Yeah, it's called Sounds Good to Me and it is an improvised musical and they've got an opening act that is like playing into the theme as well. So that's really exciting. So come see that. Just like come see us all the time always. See shows. That was Patrick Allen's uh, plug. It was like, go, go support local local art. Oh yeah. That, that was it. Those are the only plugs. So I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, that was but no, very... Your, but no, plug your website. That's very fun. non-specific. <laughs> Just, go see art! <laughs> like music in the theater, but... Great. Yeah. Well, um, so... The worst thing about having a show... Because, like, the one show that this is based off of was uh, You Made It Weird. Okay. With Pete Holmes. Oh, okay. Have you ever listened to that one? Uh, I know of it, but I have not listened to it. Wow. His ending is, like, abrupt. He's like, say this phrase, and they say the phrase, and then they fade out. I I completely ripped off my format from him. Okay. But I refuse to do that, because that's, like, way too ripping off. Okay. At least until episode 50. Um, I feel like if I've gotten that far, maybe, but probably not. So I usually end with a weird thing, and then I usually try to, like, make the person say goodbye. Um, and lately, everyone, whenever they say goodbye, they look at the microphone. And so last episode, I'm like, say goodbye to the microphone. Jimmy's like, that's weird. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, I probably should have just said say goodbye. So do I say goodbye now? If you want to. Goodbye! Bye! I've been up for two whole days thinking what I did to keep you going. Thumbing through the voicemails that you left me telling me where I went wrong. I'll admit I'm sorry when I feel I'm truly sorry Things change, people change, feelings change too Never thought the circumstances would have changed you You said you never traded, no yeah, you said that, you said that, you said that. And I believed you when they told me don't But either way you're still invited and I can't even lie to you These days all you say is come and see me for once, come and see me for once.